14 of the Busted Lines podcast. I'm your host, Paresh Maharaj, and this right here is this intro that we were talking about later on in the episode where I not only inform you that we are talking about James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, but to also give a little spoiler warning. Yes, we will be going in-depth about our thoughts on this movie, including important plot points, character deaths, character survivals, and all that good stuff. So, if you want to remain unspoiled and just want our general thoughts about it, here they are. It's a really good movie, possibly my favorite of the year, so go out and see it as soon as you can. Alright, so this is your last chance to get out while you still can and remain unspoiled. Here we go. So... Suicide Squad. Hell yes. Uh, <laughs> let's just get this out of the way first. Uh, it's better than the original, obviously. Low bar, but also better than the rest of the DCEU. Also low bar. Yeah. Despite <laughs> okay. Only like two installments that you could really say that for, Shazam and Wonder Woman. I would say Aquaman. A lot uh, of other people would say Aquaman. Yeah, that that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, aside from Shazam... Wonder Woman and Aquaman. The DCEU has been hit or miss, mostly miss, but bringing in the twisted, brilliant mind of James Gunn to do what he does best to take a bunch of characters nobody really knows or cares about, who are honestly kind of pathetic and make us all care about them a lot. I mean, he made the Suicide Squad. He was really, I think the moment he was announced to make this movie, everybody knew he was the perfect choice. Absolutely, because it's, and that's, it just, lives up to the hype too it's exactly as good as you would expect suicide squad from the director of the guardians of the galaxy movie to be yeah so i mean let's just i don't know that we need to dwell too much on the plot necessarily i mean just going like straight prose i think you know everything that james gunn like has built his brand off of he shines at in this i mean the character writing is phenomenal Mm -hmm. i mean I don't say this lightly, he managed to make me laugh at Pete Davidson telling jokes, something SNL has never managed to do. Oh. Until this movie came out, I was unwilling to qualify Pete Davidson as a comedian. <laughs> I am willing to accept... Now, now, my only... I'll actually give one um small criticism. Okay. I actually think Pete Davidson was miscast in his role in this movie. Ooh. If they had cast him as the weasel, they could have saved a bunch of money on CGI and special effects, and they wouldn't have to change anything else. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. boy. <clears throat> i i don't mean to offend pete davison i don't have anything against him personally i just don't think he's funny and he looks like he hasn't slept since 2017 bc damn <laughs> what the circles under his eyes looks like it could take a standardized test with them jesus okay anyway well, but... um, <laughs> positives right um okay. yeah i Seriously, I think everybody in this movie was perfectly cast, even the people who were only there for 10 minutes. Exactly. By which, we, oh, yeah, just heads up. Uh, this We're just going straight into spoilers here because oh, it's yeah. been like, what, a uh, couple weeks now yeah. since it's been out yeah. on each I mean, Now, that whole beach scene was somehow both hilarious and just surprisingly morbid at the same time. Yeah. But I mean, that's James Gunn, like his balance of dark humor and like talking about black humor. Like, skipping ahead a little bit to that camp scene, going from the humor of Peacemaker and Bloodsport showing off all their kills to, oh shit, those are the good guys. Yeah, <laughs> which is just masterful. I know, like, o- only James Gunn, not only James Gunn, but I mean, 
if you told me that that was going to be a scene in a movie like this, I would probably not feel like comfortable with it being pulled off unless I knew someone like James Gunn was behind it. Absolutely, because he's been doing, he's been at this since whatever year Slither came out. Because if you haven't seen Slither, watch Slither. Yeah, no. <laughs> Honestly, that movie is probably a better testament to his ability to make this in Guardians of the Galaxy. Perfectly, yeah. Um, and uh, as for specifics, um. He somehow managed. I just love that he's how he's able to balance just like that campy, uh, gross out humor with uh, strong character writing, and he even does that as far as as early as the first scene with um, Rooker playing um, Savant. Savant. Yeah, Yeah. he he manages to succeed where who uh, testament to how good the original was. Who was the guy who was just there to get killed off again? He literally... Slipknot. Slipknot, yeah. He does... uh, He succeeds where the Slipknot in the first movie failed by only serving to be the character who shows that Amanda Waller is serious about the bombs in their head. And again, like, to talking about, like, you know, not just casting, but the characters he chose to be in this, I mean, he dug deep into the dumpsters of DC lore to fill out the cast of this movie. Who the fuck is the detachable kid? Arm fall off boy. Arm fall off. He literally just took arm fall off boy and changed his name. (laughs) Which, who the fuck is arm fall off boy? Dude, you don't know about arm fall off boy? I do. You don't know about the motherfucking arm fall off boy? No! He will take off his arm and beat you with it. Okay. And then lose two panels later because he's a motherfucking arm fall off boy. That's all he can do. He is not a versatile fighter. Okay, well, it, well, it, it explains why he doesn't. Like, he lasts just as long as uh, plenty of the other characters yeah. in the first ten which minutes I, of this movie. Which, yeah, I mean, and credit to James Gunn. You know that scene is perfect for um, you know, setting the stakes accurately. Mm-hmm. But I mean, also not to be underestimated. And like this is one of those things where like you know it helps if you saw the first one, but it really doesn't matter. And I don't think you should put yourself through that if you haven't already. Agreed. But you know, killing off Captain Boomerang straight away. One of the few returning characters in the previous movie, after taking just enough time to establish that yes, he has pre-existing connections to some of these other characters. Mm-hmm. Which, on the subject of mm-hmm. returning characters, let's talk about the amazing glow-ups that Harley Quinn and Rick Flag went through. Especially, uh, even I would say even Rick Fla- Rick Flair, Rick Flag even more so. I mean, yeah, no, took him from generic white bread military protagonist to one of the most genuinely funny and endearing characters in this whole movie. In this whole franchise, yeah. Shout out mm-hmm. to Film Rescue Squad for their fucking um. Jay Courtney, Kinnaman, um, Logan, whatever. Jaivanish, Kinnaman, Timblewood. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be in that um, portmanteau anymore, but I mean, this is easily his best showing since that term was coined. I would say, I would go so far as to say that he's earning his way out of it. Yeah. it, it give him a couple more movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I th- I think I think uh, I'm proud of myself for the I tweeted out uh, the there was a side by side comparison of the original Rick Flag and the this one yeah. this one Rick Flag and the original Rick Flag you you could literally Photoshop him into any movie poster of the generic military shooty man movies from the past twenty years yeah and no one would notice yeah no there was. Yeah. They made him a character in this movie. Yes. And I mean, what more needs to be said about Viola Davis as Amanda Waller other than it's Viola Davis? uh, Yet another thing that they absolutely could not change from the original because it would have been blasphemous. Honestly, though, you can tell she's having fun in this movie. Yeah. Because I love the, again, James Gunn balancing humor, like, 
Amanda Waller is a fucking psychopath, but seeing her try to figure out how to play office golf in the middle of a mission is the funniest goddamn thing I've ever seen. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No. And then, of course, where the real heart of this movie lies, a new character is introduced. You know, the highlights being King Shark, Bloodsport, Ratcatcher 2, and Polka Dot Man. Fucking Polka Dot Man. Which, l- let's just take those characters one at a time. Let's And uh, let's start with the quote-unquote simplest one of them, King Shark. Yeah, I mean, you have Sylvester Stallone playing a... Uh, giant talking shark with a dad bod and um jean shorts like he i i i'm trying to steer away from the guardians of the galaxy comparisons but he is basically this team's groot he's no i mean i will say like i've listened to a bunch of other james gunn interviews before this james gunn went on record basically saying um polka dot man is this movie's rocket and king shark is this movie's groot oh well there you go yeah i mean he's he knows what he's about exactly i know like king shark it's funny he manages to be so such a strange balance of endearing and unsettling. So, oh but my I mean, god, he's a yeah. fucking shark. Like they, I'm not joking when I say that they nailed like the way his eyes capture like the you know aura of a shark. I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah, the the the, 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 <clears throat> the demeanor. The yeah. yeah. And to be clear, I fucking love sharks. Have a very healthy respect and fear of sharks. Mm. But, I mean, they are fucking terrifying, and King Shark pulls that off well, but he's also fucking adorable. Yeah. And if he ate me in my sleep, I could not hold that against him. <laughs> yeah. Ultimate betrayal in this movie, though, was when those tiny little uh, sea and enemy little creatures yeah. just started biting his, him. His new it? dumb friends. His new dumb friends betrayed him. It's uh, mm, We've yeah, all been yeah. there, though. True. True. Who among us hasn't made new dumb friends that immediately tried to cannibalize us? I could count them on one hand. What happened to your other hand? Shit! (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah, but then, of course, Polka Dot Man, who we just mentioned. I mean, I saw a headline the other day. It was like, David Dastmalkion has hit the um, character actor goldmine. I mean, he has. Yeah. God, he was... Was he also in... Rogue One? No, he was the... in um the Ant Man movies. He's the um one of Scott's friends with a Russian accent. Ah. And then he was in the Dark Knight as one of the um corrupt um mentally ill police officers that works with Two Face. Oh my god. Okay, then yeah, he's yeah, goldmine. Yeah. yeah, and I mean he's been in a bunch of other stuff as well. I mean he's a brilliant actor, and I mean, a re- I mean again talking about depth, like James Gunn literally Google the dumbest, lamest comic book characters, pick the one from the top of the list, Polka Dot Man, give him a super tragic backstory, and cast one of the best character actors out there to play him. And the best running gag in the entire movie. Yeah, no. <laughs> Again, I that I will say, I legitimately only think James Gunn could make that work. Because it is just... Of course, it yeah. is Elba's delivery in the final battle that, you know who that is? It's your Bob! <laughs> I want to be a fly on the wall in Panama the day that James Gunn had to direct Idris Elba to say that line. <sighs> one of many scenes. Yeah, one of no. many scenes. Cause, um, I mean, one cool yeah. thing I will say um, that I learned recently about um, David Dastamalkian playing Polka Dot Man, something that actually I don't think James Gunn knew until after he cast him, Oh, um, is that he was born with a vitiligo? I think vitiligo. Vitiligo. He was born with vitiligo, and one of his derivative nicknames that his peers gave him as a child was polka dots holy shit so he was working through some shit playing this character i mean the character was working through some shit yeah (laughs) so i mean if i had a dollar for every time an actor said they had to work through some real world shit by playing in a james gunn movie i could afford tickets to go see this movie again (laughs) i mean oh man it's 
three or four times, but it's strange that it's happened multiple times. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Speaking of so, working through some shit, um, so show of hands, audio medium, I know. Show of hands if you're in love with Ratcatcher 2. Rest assured, uh, listeners, both of us are raising our hands right now. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was a rhetorical question. I would die for Daniela Melchior, like... New favorite actress. I'm going to fucking learn Portuguese and watch telenovelas now. That's just going to be a thing. Uh, uh, let me know when your first uh, Duolingo session is. I'll jo- I'll be there with you. Oh, the bird's already knocking on the door with a gun to my head. Motherfucker. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, yeah. but really, we talk about how there's so much heart in this movie, but she really is the emotional core of this movie. Absolutely. I mean, even be... First of all, credit to James Gunn for making lazy millennial jokes work and not feel like I was being, you know, directly insulted. I think it helped that it was coming from the mouth of the un- most unlikable character on the team, but we'll get to that later. That That's also fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Also, just the way that, you know, she's also like the least bad character mm-hmm. and kind of grounds everybody. And, you know, there's sort of a naivety and an innocence to her mm-hmm. aside from the fact that she's also totally willing to like let you get eaten to death by a bunch of rats yeah 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 but i think something again i want to reference something that james gunn said that um kind of brings full circle why i feel like he succeeded where so many other dc movies failed mm-hmm. is he said in an early draft of this movie Ratcatcher dies but and you know why he said he changed his mind? Because she's awesome. Yeah. Well, well, his exact words were because I'm not that cynical, and I feel like that just sums up so much what I love about James Gunn as a filmmaker and why I love this movie. If I were to compare this movie to, say, Man of Steel or Batman vs Superman, mm-hmm. those are movies about what are supposed to be encouraging icons of justice, and they instead mm-hmm. take a very cynical, dour approach to them. James Gunn takes a movie about the most pathetic unlikable assholes you could imagine and fills it with so much heart and optimism that is just spot on we, i can honestly end the episode right there that was yeah fucking beautiful. I, I was debating whether i should hold off on saying it or not but i mean like but we've still got plenty more yeah, to talk we, about yeah, it i mean this movie but th- that's the thing and that's what rat catcher best symbolizes in this movie is it like she controls rats exactly. that's her whole thing mm-hmm. but she is far and away one of the most powerful members of the team powerful and and it, it's good just to build off more of your point about making lazy millennial jokes work is that it actually feels like they were written by someone who regularly interacts with millennials or at least understands uh, right. how they operate because the the first i think the introductory scene we get to ragcatcher is that she's having trouble waking up yeah because she she's her thing in this movie mm-hmm. is that she's sleep deprived and a super deep sleeper mm-hmm. yeah which same. Yeah. The <laughs> only thing that I was a little iffy on was the joke about her not knowing what an overhead projector was. But A, mm. she was homeless growing up. And B, I'm not sure if the reason I know what an overhead projector was is because my school's budget was really bad. Or if they were just actually still a thing when I was in school. Yeah, that's that's also a good point. Like, they were mm. definitely a thing when I was in school. Should they have been? Hard to say. I think in my case, it definitely was. 90s kid here. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no, but... All of a sudden, we haven't even gotten to Idris Elba yet. I mean, there's a lot to talk about in this movie. Oh, yeah. Idris mm. fucking Alba mm. as Bloodsport. I think he was possibly one of the biggest surprises in this movie because going in at first appearance, a lot of people, I think, thought he would just be, like, a replacement for Will Smith's Deadshot. But he's so much more and, like, very much, you know, mm. his own interest and character. Yeah, he's got... Well, I will say this, though. He's got... I think he would... He does kind of have a similar character arc oh, to Deadshot, yeah. but it's much better. Well, I mean, he has a similar yeah. premises character arc where he's mm-hmm. in a hitman who, like, you know, has a daughter. Mm-hmm. The difference being that 
Deadshot from the beginning wants to be a good dad. Mm-hmm. Dead um Bloodsport kind of has to be dragged kicking and screaming to admitting that he's a kind of a good person. Exactly, and the, which the, honestly, yeah. mm-hmm. involuntary redemption arcs. I don't know if you could call that in this case, but involuntary redemption arcs are my favorite kind of redemption arc because, like, mm-hmm. my favorite kind of moment is the moment where the asshole character turns around, takes two steps away, stops, and is like, "Oh." Fuck, then turns and immediately runs into combat. Which is exactly what we get here. Right. <laughs> I mean, the good old Han Solo gambit works for a reason. Uh-huh, exactly. If you exactly. build it up properly. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, speaking of characters that aren't redeemed, John fucking Cena as Peacemaker. Holy oh, Jesus shit. Christ. I mean, this is the character who inspired the comedian from Watchmen, so... I mean, listen, <laughs> I... James Gunn is a fucking... And whoever James Gunn has doing, like, his cast directing... Like, whoever his casting director is deserves a raise and an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. such a perfectly mm-hmm. cast role on a meta level. And then John... I think, honestly, Peacemaker only works because John Cena's playing him. That's exactly it. Yes. I yes. mean, I don't... Mm-hmm. I cannot think of a single other actor who could pull that off. Honestly. Like, mm-hmm. the, I mean... And John Cena, like is so great at just his delivery is so deadpan but he's a fucking psychopath mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i know and mm-hmm. again like i think my favorite thing about um peacemaker of course is his dynamic with um blood sport and later rick flag uh-huh like if mm-hmm. i could describe blood sport and peacemaker's dynamic it's what happens when you have a lawful e- evil character as your protagonist and a lawful good character as your antagonist precisely yeah. precisely yeah he's great in the action scenes he's great his, his comedy is fantastic i mean yeah. I've, we've always known john cena has great comedy chops but him mm-hmm. as a overly violent antagonist douchebag happened america was brilliant yeah. he i think the reason why john cena's peacemaker works uh peacekeeper is a peacekeeper peacemaker peacemaker. I peacemaker okay the reason why he makes peacemaker work so well is because he's so good at projecting that energy of that kid in high school who is a little too eager to sign up at the recruitment table yeah no he's basically a what happens when jrotc kids grow up oh, too too real why did they have to recruitment tables at high schools anyway? Also, I feel like they kind of glossed over the fact that he has a sword that he uses regularly in combat. I mean, at that point in the movie, I just sort of accepted it. No, I mean, <laughs> I feel like there's comedic potential there. Like, Bloodsport is, like, mowing down legions and Peacemaker's charging the sword. He's like, why do you have a sword in the middle of a fucking combat? So he's like, I'm trained in all manner of weaponry, but why do you have a fucking sword? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, okay, yeah, I'll actually give you that one. That was, that was kind of... A tiny missed opportunity, but you know, listen, whatever. I'm, but I'm not going to. The only thing I think was a real missed opportunity that James Gunn mentioned that I agree with is there's a deleted scene that explains right. why um Waller put Rick Flag on the beach team instead of Blood Sports team. Yeah, why was that? Um, so apparently the scene was there was going to be a flashback where Rick Flag is making fun of a really like ugly, colorful shirt Mandel Waller is wearing, and it causes like his joke is like, "Oh, it looks like a clown shit on her." <laughs> and it causes a, and it causes like a bunch of her subordinates to start laughing at her. So mm. she basically just out of spiteful revenge puts a flag on the beach team. Ooh. Mm. Which what does it say about Waller's mentality that she thinks Harley Quinn should have gone on the Expendables team? Oh shit. Yeah, yeah I didn't no even sense think... of brand loyalty there. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Hmm. Speaking of, well, speaking of Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Harley fucking Quinn. This is great because it's a post-Birds of Prey Harley Quinn. Mm -hmm. No joke. Well, she's cut away from the Joker. She's really, like, being her own self. And, like, I think at this point most comic fans would agree Harley at this point works 
is much more interesting separate from Joker. Absolutely. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, the Joker-Harley unfortunate dynamic, you know, it's classic. It's a part of the comic lore, but mm-hmm. Harley Quinn's grown as a character over time so much she's much more interesting by herself i think oh yeah dude whenever you get a chance watch that animated series it is yeah, legitimately it's, it's on the list like oh, i think yeah. this ironically this movie is finally what convinced me i think to go check it out oh well fantastic yeah definitely gonna go check that out um should we just go ahead and say margot robbie's harley quinn the single best casting choice in all the dc movies Ooh, hmm, the single, uh, I mean, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman is kind of up there, isn't it? I mean, that depends on how you feel about Gal Gadot as a person. That is very true. <laughs> uh, Google that, um, mm-hmm. if you dare. Um, as a matter of fact, yeah. May- honestly- I think close second maybe Jason Momoa is Aquaman. Hmm. But I still think Margot Robbie is better. Okay, yeah. I mean, I mean, on its own, if we're talking just relatively speaking uh, to other characters, then I think it's still debatable. But on its own merit, I honestly think she's up there with Christopher Reeve as Superman. I think it's fair to say that her, she is... I think when it comes to you know, adaptations in general, especially characters that are adapted multiple times, there's going to be one or two actors that are like the iconic performance for that character, mm-hmm. like with James Bond. Right. Like, everybody either thinks it's Sean Connery, Pierce Brosnan, or Daniel Craig. Exactly. It's whichever Mm -hmm. one you grew up with. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Margot Robbie at this point is the Harley Quinn. Absolutely. Because you could tell how much she actually respects this character. Because apparently that one stunt where she choked the dude out with her thighs and then used the grab the key with her toe and then put the key in the lock, apparently that was all her. Yeah, James Gunn actually... um, Said, by the way, if you want to hear James Gunn's more detailed, you know, thoughts on, like, the screenwriting process for this movie, I had listened to his interview on this Script Apart podcast, I believe it's called, Script Apart FM. Check that out. It's pretty good interview. Um, But, yeah, he actually said one of his regrets with this movie is that Margot Robbie did that um, stunt by herself. But in the shot they use in the movie, her wrist is covering her face so it looks like a stunt double is doing it. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. 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 No, but it's... Yeah, she's great. She has such great character moments as well as you know, she's like, you know, when your taste in is bad as mine, you have to look out for red flags. And killing kids is a red flag. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I promised myself if I started dating a guy and he showed any red flags, I'd do the healthy thing and murder him. Which she does. Ladies, I- take note. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am. I was equally surprised at her that that gun actually had a bullet in there. Yeah, no, that's just irresponsible. <laughs> that, well, kind of in the same vein, but you know what? Uh, no, no, no. Well, I'll move on to this later, but... Uh, be- I think Harley Quinn's escape is the second best action sequence in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't care where those flowers came from. <laughs> they, it's it's a fucking comic book movie. It, it's like, listen, if you made it past Polka Dot Man, you don't get to question where the flowers came from. Correct. Just correct. Yeah. And that's another thing. When you mentioned it was a, it's a comic book movie, I think this is the only comic book movie I've ever seen where it actually manages to somehow replicate the feeling of reading a comic book. I know, it has fucking chapter mm. breaks, for God's sake. But, I mean, really, the um, the way everything is framed and moves mm-hmm. and the lighting and everything, it feels like... A, it really does feel like a comic book come to life. Yeah, even those tiny moments uh, where they... The moment where they find Rick, Rick Flagg, you just manage... You could just easily imagine one panel, they're opening the curtain. The next panel is Rick, is Rick Flagg's surprise face looking at them like, I know. Why? It's Yeah, I I feel like there's like, if I was still on Reddit, there's, you know, potential for a series of posts where you just take frames from that movie and add speech bubbles to it to show that this really is composed like a comic book. Oh my god, yeah. And that, that two-page, uh, that uh, 
a two-page spread of the entire scene where Bloodsport and um, Peace, Peacemaker are trying to one-up each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's such a great bit of dialogue. It's like, no one likes to show off. They do if what you're showing off is dope, dope as, as fuck. fuck. Turns around, fuck, that is true. <laughs> yeah. Great character voice. And even talking about the... We've been talking about the action scenes. Even the... Sl- I just... When I saw that this movie was to over two hours, I actually breathed a sigh of relief. Yeah. Because that uh, said to me that there are going to be moments where the the characters are just allowed to breathe. And again, oh, yeah. this is as early as the opening scene. That entire scene where they're waiting for their parents wait to drop yeah i mean and if you can expect one thing from james gunn is heart-wrenching heart-to-heart character moments between the fight scenes mm-hmm. the scene on the bus yep that's i mean it's james gunn doing what he does best yes yeah, yeah. Oh. and i mean to be what he does best i mean mother fucking starro the conqueror in a movie ah! holy shit the moment i saw that trailer i knew that this was going to be great but i mean james gunn did it justice that in that interview i was talking about earlier this is why i love james gunn because he's so frank about things he straight up said when he's thinking about villains he was like okay well star of the conqueror is probably never going to be done in a movie and if he does it's probably going to be uh in direct words from james gunn probably going to be like a black cloud version of star of the conqueror so i want to just do him and do him right oh but they if if you want something done right do it yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, kaiju fight and a superhero movie. Exactly. Well, the, you remember how I mentioned that the Harley's escape is the second best actor scene? Yeah. The entire, the last 30 minutes, which is my candidate for a kaiju short film of the year. Yeah. That's number one. Yeah, no, that's just such a great fight scene. I mean, scary as fuck, first of all. Terrifying. They, they actually made Starro more terrifying than he is in the comics. Because in the comics, his face huggers are non-lethal. Oh. Like, it's actually... That's why it's a recurring theme that he, like, takes over the Justice League. Because you can just knock him off and turn him back to normal. Oh. No take-backs, he's here. Oh, God. I almost feel like it was a missed opportunity that they didn't have, like, an actual member of the Suicide Squad get face-hugged at yeah, some point. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I... I mean, here's the thing. Yeah. You explicitly see Bloodsport's helmet get shattered at some point. I thought for sure he was... Or someone's going to happen, but, like... Mm-hmm. I I'm, mean, I'm fine with the fact they didn't. It's still fun. Yeah, because, honestly, if uh, I was halfway expecting Ratcatcher to catch it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ratcatcher poke it up, man. Mm-hmm. I think the moral of the story there, folks, is wear a mask. Wink. Wink. Just We're still let in that, a pandemic. Just going just to let that sink in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're only on one audio track. You can't edit out anything I'm saying. Absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and of course you have Peter Capaldi as the thinker, which I mean... Which is Peter Capaldi as the thinker. Yeah, I'm, I don't... Do we need to say anything else about that? Um, arguably I don't as want to. Un, arguably as unnerving as a giant alien starfish from hell? Yeah, considering his answer to Ratcatcher's inquiry as to whether he wants a rat up his ass. Yeah, we're just gonna let you think about that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um... I think a good segue from that is to talk about how one really refreshing thing about this movie is that the U.S. government is the bad guys. Yes! It's really refreshing to see a <laughs> superhero movie that isn't, like, jerking off the U.S. with one hand mm-hmm. while doing the movie with the other hand. I had a thing there. I don't know where I was going with it. You know what I mean. I'm sure it's an MCU jab. Sure. Yeah. Sure, let's yeah. go with that. <laughs> Why did you use Captain Marvel as an army recruiting thing? Anyway, anyway, but yeah, no, but... like, the legitimate, you know, putting out, hey, the U.S. has done some fucked up shit, and they will do anything to cover it up on foreign soil. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, no, these last guys were dictators, but we cooperated with them, but now these new guys are also dictators, but we don't like them, so eliminate them. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, if that if that makes you do the 
make make a confused face. Yeah, did, Dad, you, try you... taking a history course in the United States. <laughs> Wait, why did we invade this country? Stop asking questions and take notes on why we are really good at our job. Anyway, after mm-hmm. we did not lose the Vietnam War, but we didn't win either. Call it a tie. <laughs> well, we retreated from Saigon. It kind of feels like we lost. We didn't say we lost, so we didn't lose. I don't think that's how that works. I'm the teacher here. You that's an, concerning me. You have an F. <laughs> that's why we're podcasters. Exactly. Because <laughs> we um, are just masters of staying yeah, on no. topic. Speaking of staying on topic, uh, is there any other... um. Like I think at this point where we've just, we kind of talked about the characters yeah, okay, enough, let's just so, talk about highlights now. Okay, most surprising death. Most surprising. Um, I, mm, I think mm. for me it's Rick Flag. Rick Flag mm. was the only death that I legitimately thought was going to make it to the end of the movie. Hmm. Now, granted, that was a little blind spot on me with the comics. In the comics, when Rick Flag died, it was on a Jotunheim mission. So uh, comics probably okay. that, but like I assumed that like. As a returning character who was, like, kind of the main character of the previous one, he would stick around for at least another movie. Mm-hmm. But, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah any, honestly, I was just a little disappointed that he died because I was hoping Kinnaman would get more chances to keep fleshing this character out. Yeah! That's a but good I point. But, I mean, yeah. the death hits harder because of that. Exactly. Like, if we were okay with him dying, it wouldn't matter that he died. Exactly. Yeah. And, um... I'd just to go back to the scene, just to analyze the scene where he did die. Um, they, that's that stupid uh, throwaway line about how it's not a toilet bowl; it's a what do you call it again? What did people call something again? Symbol of justice or something? Oh yeah, his helmet. Yeah, his yeah. helmet. Because the the fact that he calls it a symbol of justice, and then you keep that in mind, and you see the their fight reflected yeah, in the helmet. Okay, how the fuck did they shoot that? Uh, magic. I, I love, I love, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. My brain gets the happy chemical from figuring out how special effects works. Mm-hmm. But this is what, this is where not knowing how it works it makes me even happier. Because it's exactly. just so fucking cool. Yeah. There are rides yeah. at Disneyland that keep me awake at night because I never figured out how they work and then they replace them. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was probably the most surprising death. Um, funniest death. Funniest death do we do we count Weasel? Because he doesn't die. I, mean, I, I feel like on a technicality, Weasel doesn't count. Okay. Aside, yeah. I really respect and appreciate James Gunn's insistence on casting his brother as just the shittiest fucking rodent he can in every movie he makes. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sean Gunn, you are a soldier, sir. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate your service. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, funniest If death. we're not counting Weasel... Um... Oh man, I I guess you gotta go with polka dot man, cause I mean I don't know if that's funny. Like it's <laughs> definitely the laugh like ha 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 what the fuck. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that was a shocking death, but like I don't know if that's funny. Funny, oh man. Yeah. Oh. I mean, oh wait, I think you... most of the ones on the beach probably count. You know what? I I'd say the funniest death uh, doesn't even happen uh, to a named character. Which one? Dude with his dick out that uh, that peacekeeper shoots. Oh yeah, no, that guy. <laughs> Never mind, that's the answer. That's the correct answer. Oh boy, yeah. poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Also, in case you're wondering, James Gunn has confirmed on Twitter multiple times he does not hate birds. Because I know you were wondering that after this movie. Absolute. It opens with a, opens with the bird that survived. I, I I could I could just let that slide. It's a character. It's a character moment, and yeah. then it it's it pays off the joke of him p- literally picking his brain after yeah. his head explodes. 
But then the but then he sets the freaking cage on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Words. It's just evil for the sake of evil. Yeah, I, I, I mean, at the very least, at least it, it wasn't framed in a way that made it seem like that James Gunn was reveling in it. Because well, yeah, we, no. we only just hear the... You off, yeah, you don't yeah. even see it happen. Exactly. Really. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, one yeah. thing I give James Gunn. He never feels like he's, you know indulging in the fucked up parts of his movies yeah and which the... is, says a lot considering he's made his bones as a horror director mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i really hope you can hear everything i'm saying i'm kind of trailing off at the end of some of my sentences mm. Mm. oh well not being hear me not being able to hear me is no great loss ouch i, I smiled to indicate that i was a joke and then remember this is an audio medium i'm going to get that figured out at some point uh, we need sound effects or a soundboard or something yeah, maybe eventually. Yeah, one day. One oh. day. Speaking of how they shot this movie, did you know they that the production crew invented a new type of camera rig for this? Holy shit, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Go into that. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember what it's called, but yeah, they made a new, like, gyroscopic camera rig to, like, keep the, um, you know, fluid motion when everything's moving. So, like, the camera just keeps rotating and shifting as they move along. That is, an, that is amazing, and it actually makes a lot... Yeah. A lot of sense, Appar- yeah. It's not the first time James mm. Gunn's used new technology on a movie. Um, The type of camera rig that they used in 1917 to make everything look like a tracking shot, mm-hmm. they used that for the first time in Guardians 2. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. D- hmm. I'd love to know how James Gunn keeps getting these brand new camera technologies to make his superhero movies, but I'm not going to question it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Man, um... Yeah, no, and talk. Well, if you want to talk about the after credit scenes, uh, yeah, um, so peacekeeper, peacekeeper, peacemaker, peacemaker, yeah, yeah. um, he's alive. Now, Ooh. to be fair, James Gunn went on record and saying, you know, they shot that scene after he got greenlit to make the peacemaker series for HBO Max, mm-hmm. and he went on record saying that he kind of feels bad about it because he gives other writers for doing the, oh, they're all actually dead, fake out. He gives them shit for doing that all the fucking time. <laughs> but then he ended up having to do that. How's that crow taste, gun? Well, we know he doesn't like birds. <laughs> wow. That worked a little too well. But yeah, um, where, where do you think they go? They take him from here. Well, like, the, like, where do you, I, I guess. Mean, I, I hope they let him make another one. I mean, yeah. Um, I feel like, Here's the thing. I feel like the next movie has to have, like, Bloodsport as the leader of a new Suicide Squad, right? I mean, absolutely, yeah. I mean, if there's anybody yeah. I trust to dig further into the dumpster of DC lore and find more pathetic characters for us to care about and then die gruesomely, it's James Gunn. James Gunn, yeah. I hate well, to say it, though, but mm-hmm. I think of the characters that survive this movie, at least one of them would have to die if you make a sequel. Because you don't want to mm-hmm. end up in a predictable cycle where it's like, oh, yeah, everybody's going to die, but these three or four you know are going to be safe in every sequel because we have to keep the recognizable cast. Exactly. Um, I don't want to speculate on who that might be because that is cursed, and I'm not going to curse anybody. Right, I exactly. don't mm-hmm. want to do that, but no, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I think that it's a formula that you can iterate on in interesting ways. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the first movie had them going into a captured fucked up city mm-hmm. um this one had them you know basically storming the beaches in a war movie there's really any number of directions you could go with the next one as long as you keep more or less the same framing de- device of waller needs of expo- expendable team of near do well to go do something for her mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and i mean even the terminal suicide squad you can play around with the implications there what i'd really like to see eventually is a suicide squad movie that just blatantly includes other members of the justice league like 
you mm-hmm. know, imagine just having a suicide suicide squad mission where Batman shows up at some point. Oh god, and that becomes mm-hmm. a whole thing. Another mm-hmm. one recommendation, real quick: the DC animated movies are usually pretty good. Yeah. Usually a solid PG thirteen animated R rated experience. Watch Assault on Arkham. That was my first exposure to the Suicide Squad. It's really good. And um, it has a lot of things that I enjoyed from the live-action movies, like fun Harley Quinn stuff, mm-hmm. Deadshot being an interesting character, mm. Waller being fucking insane. And it does, at some point, feature Batman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I would like to see a Suicide Squad movie that features more, like, name like recognition villains, just to see the dichotomy between them and the D-listers. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any mm. like obscure villains that you would like to see in a Suicide Squad movie? Mm, well, I was got, I was gonna say Calendar Man, but we did technically see Calendar Man in this. I was gonna say I know Gun like teased some like other characters he thought about including. I know Man Bat and Poison Ivy were on the list at one point. Mm. I'd love to see Holly Quinn and Poison Ivy in live action. Who you doesn't? Know, Man Bat would be fun because it's an introduction scene. You could do a fake out where it looks like a Batman, but then it's Man Bat. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um. Killer Moth, because you could go yeah. two ways with him. You could have him be the really fucking lame comic book Killer Moth, or it could be the version of him from the Teen Titans cartoon that was actually a threat. Oh, like well, like how is he? A- like he instead of just being a dude in the costume, he was an actual like humanoid moth, a dude with like oh, an god. army of Killer Moth babies. Oh god! <laughs> but like he kind of shaped the whole conceit of that um episode that I remember him from so well was him basically forcing robin to take his daughter to prom oh <laughs> it goes about as well as you would expect oh boy hmm. um yeah but yeah no killer moth would be a fun one i think um, oh man yeah, honestly this is more your wheelhouse than mine uh maybe the, with the you know what um as far you as you know what yeah. put in the trickster keep making jokes about how he's basically a joker ripoff oh my god imagine just imagine his um chemistry with harley quinn jeez <laughs> she'd kill him by the end of the movie honestly if like you need to have a designated squad kill like that's it probably mm, yep yeah yep mm. yeah no Ooh, you know what would be a good choice solomon grundy <gasps> oh you know he could be a, he would make a good final boss solomon no that's a good idea mm. that's yeah i'd like to see like a, a Suicide Squad final boss that's maybe a little bit more grounded, like a Solomon Grundy type. We've done the kaiju. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, another um, name value villain. Like a Mr. Freeze or something like that. Oh, my God. A, a Mr. Freeze with a modern budget. Oh. oh, you know who would be a good, like, Bloodsport type character? Like, uh, the sort of BC list of villain, but, like, can, like, stick around for most of the movie? Captain Cold and Heatwave. Ooh. Ooh. I like the way you think. Although I would feel kind of bad seeing Captain Cold in a live action because I love his, the actor who played him on the CW so much. I'd feel bad to see him get recast. Yeah. 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 Hollywood is a more terrifying monster than Starro. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Why don't they just fucking put Deathstroke in one of these movies? Not even as a member of the squad. Just have him there somehow. Huh. Yeah. Also, just putting this out there, I want them to bring back Will Smith's Deadshot so that we can get an Idris Elba Will Smith buddy action flick. Which, yes, the world needs right now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Honestly, just to bring back a Peacemaker and fucking throw in Joe Manganello's Deathstroke and actually let him fucking do something for once and just have it be just a boiling cauldron of toxic masculinity and bullet holes. 
talks about masculinity and bullet holes. There's your subtitle for the next one. Suicide. Yeah, sure. Suicide Squad talks about masculinity and bullet holes. I could mm. just hear Harley Quinn using that to describe the rest of her squad mates. You're just a bunch of toxic masculinity and bullet holes. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> I mean, I apologize to Margot Robbie for that horrible impression, but I think yeah. I got my point across. Yeah. Eesh, it's like you know, a bunch of toxic ma- Yeah, I can't do it. I can't. I was trying to get the pitch. I can do the accent. I just can't do the pitch. Yeah, exactly. A bunch Same of here. toxic masculinity and bullet holes. <laughs> I haven't been shot yet. Give it a couple minutes. Give it a couple minutes. <laughs> But wait, I can't believe one scene, uh, I honestly think my favorite part in the entire movie was Ma- Mal- Malman? Milton. Milton! Oh, oh my god, they shot Milton! Milton was still with us? <laughs> That's so hilarious, I, because that I was literally died my exact... laughing watching that scene. <laughs> and then Harley's like, wait, who's Milton? <laughs> oh god, those small character work, because that's the kind of shit that, the tangents that you run off on but like no matter the situation whether you're trying to save the save a third world country from american bullshit or maybe recording an audio medium i have no idea what you're implying i've never done anything wrong in my entire life of course you haven't nope that you remember anyway um man is there really anything what else is there to... do we have any complaints about this movie any I mean, I said we'll start with the positives. Do we have any negatives? Um, we'll see. Forty minutes worth of positives. Uh, I mean, uh, let me see a straw I could grasp at here. Um, I mean, given the type of humor that this movie was going for, there were. I think I really think the only, and it's not even a joke. It's meant to show just how horrific. Uh, yeah. The thinker is, is that one throwaway line where... Uh, oh, yeah, Star Wars says he had his way with him. Yeah, the, the, the thinker just kind of shrugs. Yeah. But again, I, that's just me just grasping uh, at something. Just I mean, cause... listen, we've seen James Gunn's Twitter. We know that he knows how to draw a line now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like this movie's kind of proof of that. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, you want to get into that? Just uh, how you think this movie has uh, shown how he's matured as a director? I think so. It feels like a very mature take on the medium. Yeah, because it's he James Gunn really does have his cake and eat it too. He has a fun, blood soaked gore, gore fest romp, and has his heartfelt character moments. Because because when the gore does happen, it's kind of not only are the big gore scenes like really spread out, but they're kind of. Yeah, like quick and to the uh, point. Uh, ironically, none of the violence feels gratuitous, even though you literally have people's heads exploding. Like mm-hmm. it sounds weird, but every time someone's head explodes, it feels earned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I will say though, I think the only like really indulgent part was the X-ray kill for Rick Flag. I think that was the only. That thing was about... a bit, but I feel like that was also kind of his way of saying like, no, no, look, it went into his heart. His heart is two pieces now. He's not coming back. He's dead. He's died. I'm not faking it out. After credits, Peacemaker's fine though. <laughs> Red Flag's definitely dead though. He's dead. I killed him. He's dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Small bullets. That, that was a really cool scene though. It was. As the exact kind of comic bullshit you want from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about how Harley Quinn kind of toppled the entire government in an afternoon just because she had a bad day? I, I kinda, I, we, could, we could start with how that actually didn't occur to me until you pointed it out and I saw this movie twice. I mean, she does. Yeah, she... She had a bad date. Bad date, which... And toppled a small nation's government. Pretty much single-handedly. Yeah. Before her team... Before the rest of her team could... uh, Yeah. Which, 
Although uh, I thought they showed too much of that to see in the trailer. No. Yeah. They showed just enough. Also, in hindsight, something I didn't realize that they were spoiling in the trailers, Harley is running around with that javelin in a lot of scenes in the trailer. Now, Mm. to be fair, I don't think anyone expected javelin to have a meaningful role in this movie. Oh, no one did. Yeah. What was the name of the guy who had it again? Javelin. Oh. No, his name was literally Javelin. Oh. Oh, wow. Mm. I am Javelin. This is my Javelin. That's his thing. (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, what was that guy's name with the Javelin again? Javelin? Yeah, this thing. What was his name? (laughs) (laughs) That could easily be a quote from this movie. Probably. So what do you think was the funniest joke in the movie? Ooh, boy. Uh... We already talked about the they killed Milton. I think Mm -hmm. when early on for me, I said, like, it was a miracle that made me laugh at Pete Davidson joke. Like, when he was singing as the weasel, he was like, is this a dog? <laughs> How do you think it looks like a dog? Well, I'm not an expert at all the breeds of dogs. I think it's an Afghan hound. Oh, is that a werewolf? She sat me down next to a werewolf. werewolf! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. That reminds me of uh, Captain Boomerang's... Who was it? Oh, my name is MDK. It was like, is that your oh, name? Oh, TDK. Is... is that... Is that what does TDK stand for? As for me, it's... You know, represents me. It's my name. It's... Your name is just letters? All oh. names are letters, asshole. <laughs> I also uh. love them hand-waving Harley Quinn being in this. Oh, you're in prison again? Yeah, I had a road rage incident. <laughs> Long story. Which, uh... Do you really want to hear Harley explain that? No, but I, I, can, I, I kind of like to fill in the blanks because I saw Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the idea that it was literally just being taken while was like, what Harley Quinn committed a misdemeanor? No, I don't care what county it was in. Get her to Bell Rev now. Mm. <laughs> also, I love like with the line with Ratcatcher about how the rat, the state just d- d- categorized the rat as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Like the implication that Waller is straight up like fucking up their sentences and charges to get them into jail so she can use them. So many freaking like, details, man. Jeez, I, I want to rewatch this movie a twentieth time. I know. Like, <laughs> honestly, like. Something to set this movie, these, the next movie apart from these two, mm-hmm. for like the gathering the team bit. This yeah. is something they actually did in Arkham in the Attack on Arkham movie. Um, instead of like showing each of them in the prison cell being brought out, mm-hmm. have the description scenes of their powers be the scene where they get arrested. Even if they're <sighs> all just flashbacks, like show all of them committing a crime and getting caught. Because mm-hmm. then that's also an excuse to show off a superhero if they got arrested by one. There you go. Which. The it original even, movie actually did, yeah, but... Yeah, well, only for Harley Quinn and Joker, but yeah. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be the whole one. Just have a glove knock them out. Right. I mean, shit, Shazam got away with just showing Superman from the neck down. Right. I mean, honestly, like, I can't... I don't know... Oh, no, you know who they should put? Who? Sportsmaster. Ooh. Wait, who's Sportsmaster? Literally just, like, knock off evil Casey Jones. And way less cool. I'm sold. He literally wears a hockey mask in his gimmick because he uses sports equipment as weapons. I think I may have seen him before. Yeah, yeah I just no. didn't remember him. Yeah, no, but I mean, here's the thing. Which I, you could say for half the yeah. cast of this I movie. I feel like he's a Green Arrow villain. If not, make a Green Arrow villain. Just the gag with his introduction is him committing a crime. Then a pun- boxing glove arrow comes from off screen and knocks him out. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, man. No. Oh. James Gunn, if you're listening to this, first of all, isn't there a better way you could be spending your time? Second of all, feel free to steal any of these ideas. Uh, but also feel free to pay us for these ideas. 10% of the gross. 20. <laughs> Willing to sell for 15. Don't make us pull a Scarlett Johansson. You'll have to be way more specific with that. Don't make us uh, z- d- pull a Scarlett Johansson against Disney. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds way less concerning. <laughs> Speaking of tangents. Oh, man. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. Sezeloth, the best DC superhero movie, was the one about the villains. <laughs> I mean, I was, yeah. 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 I think that sums it up. Mm-hmm. Best DC movie was the one about the villains. Yep. Well, yeah. And I really hope they let James Gunn make a sequel. Uh-huh. I'm sure he'll have time after he makes Guardians 3. <laughs> this man is just rolling in it. I know. He's living a fucking dream. All right. So, yeah. Just uh, just to sum up, final final thoughts? Really fucking good movie. Watch it. And if you've already seen it, rewatch it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, um, honestly, I'm, I'm feeling bold today. Let's let's just uh, on our let's just apply our MCU uh, pl- uh, tier scale here. I mean, it's a, it's a platinum in a field of bronze. Platinum in a field of bronze. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. Yeah. You are not wrong. And uh, yeah, I will definitely be watching the Peacemaker series as it comes out because mm-hmm. I cannot get enough of John Cena as Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Apparently, neither could he. He loves that costume. Yeah, we've come a long way from Michael Keaton and George Clooney pissing themselves in the bat suit. Apparently, that was a thing. George Clooney did. Oh yeah, no, like you ever heard all those vaccine stories of people like, yeah, no, the suit's great, but it's a pain in the ass to get out of it when you have to use the bathroom. So just Uh don't need to use the bathroom. Mm. Or like Tom Holland needed a specific like Spider-Man suit that he could go to the bathroom in. Ah, wow. I mean, to be fair, it's not an issue you think about when you're reading the comics. That's true. Mm -hmm. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well... Yeah, people give Darth Vader shit for obviously having a dick slot on his suit, but hey, you never hear about his actor pissing himself. <laughs> yep, that's how we decided to end this. On a piss joke. I mean, honestly, at this point, do you really expect more from us? <laughs> well, at any rate, I hope you all enjoyed the episode, and thank you for busting a line with us. Thank you.